Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. I'm joined today by Marshall Hainert, CEO and co-founder of Metal. Today, we're talking about DeFi, CeFi, and the future of finance. Marshall, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Thanks for having me on, Ash. It's a pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, uh, and I've been excited to have this conversation. Before we get started talking about what you guys are doing at Metal right now, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, you've been a Bitcoiner for a very long time. You've been in this space for a very long time. Tell us how you got into crypto and how you made your progression to co-founding Metal. Yeah, so my my background in crypto goes way back uh, over 10 years ago. Uh, started as a hobbyist. Um, when I went off to school in the early 2000s, uh, went to college, I was obsessed with uh, decentralized networks, cryptography. I, I grew up, I was a teenager when Napster became popular and the founder went to the same uh, alma mater as myself, uh, Northeastern. We're both college dropouts um, and uh, I thought file sharing was really cool. I thought decentralized networks were really cool. And it was around 2002 or 2003 that I discovered BitTorrent. And I started getting involved in decentralized networks and, and uh, researching how this stuff works. And I got really excited. Um, and so I became very active in BitTorrent communities, decentralized networks. And I really felt that that was part of the future of the web because I watched that grow from this tiny little app that, that the founder brand made uh, in his basement to, you know, 70% of all web traffic. And uh, by uh, 2009, I discovered Bitcoin because of BitTorrent. Um, somebody in a forum that I was on brought up a, a topic of conversation. Uh, he was an artist that was published, uh, self-published and wanted to publish his records on a now defunct website called what.cd. And he couldn't, uh, he couldn't monetize that. And people had all types of ideas and somebody brought up the idea of Bitcoin. And since I was obsessed with BitTorrent at the time and, and uh, this, this vision for a decentralized web, I immediately Googled that and that began the, the journey. Uh, it took me a few weeks, about like two weeks in late 2009, like December, November, December 2009, took me about two weeks to figure it out. I, was, I had the original Bitcoin QT software, my 2008 MacBook Pro, and I was trying to figure out where in the uh, docs, where in the RPC, uh, it connects to some sort of uh, banking API or something. I just couldn't figure it out. And then I realized it doesn't. Um, and that's where I got really excited. I started buying Bitcoin. I started mining Bitcoin when you could GPU mine Bitcoin. That that laptop, that 2008 MacBook Pro I brought into the Apple store, the bar completely warped. They asked, what do you do to this thing? And I said, I've been mining Bitcoins. And they said, what? And now uh, Apple knows what that is. Um, but at the time it was very niche. Uh, I became obsessed with this. I was on Bitcoin Talk. I was on P2P Foundation, all the early Reddit, all the early forums and IRC. And by 2012, I realized after a few years that there was just no good software. We had Venmo. We have iPhones now. We have PayPal. We have all these things. So why am I going to boot up my laptop and wait you know, 20 minutes for Bitcoin QT to load to send you this uh, transaction where there's nowhere to cash it out, right? There needs to be a uh, banking 
uh, service or like a PayPal for crypto. And that's kind of where I got this idea of starting to build a PayPal for crypto. So by 2013, I launched an app called QuickCoin and it was an easy to use Bitcoin wallet. So at the time I would set up family and friends with paper wallets and uh, the old Skildebach wallet. And for the most part, it was very like an IT thing, a nerdy kind of developer thing, hobbyist thing, just like BitTorrent was for me. Um, and then I, I started to watch it grow. And by 2013, I, I came up with this idea, launch a an app that makes it easy for people to use. So everybody has a Facebook account. I figured if I could secure people's Bitcoin with a Facebook account and they could send it to each other over wall post and messenger, that might work. And it did. And in about four weeks, we got a million users that blew up. And um, and then I was approached by uh, Jed McCaleb uh, from Stellar and asked me if I would leave and join uh, if I would go and join uh, Stellar to help them launch the Stellar project, I did in 2014. At the same time, uh, end of 2013, as I was just kind of launching QuickCoin, this thing appeared called Dogecoin. And a lot of people asked me, what is this? Is it a joke? Um, and it was. <laughs> and uh, I, I started researching that and I reached out to the founder and we became friends. And I became very active and involved in the Dogecoin space because what was once a hobby for me had become kind of less of a hobby where everyone... Uh, stopped asking you, how does it work? And started asking you, what's the price going to be next week or next month? And so for us as developers and engineers and people building, we want to talk about all the cool, fun stuff. And Dogecoin was a, a place where we could go and have fun. And if anyone asked what the price of one Dogecoin is, we would say one Doge equals one Doge. Um, so that was fun for me. And uh, because of that and Stellar, I got really excited about this idea of building this kind of viral community to centralize organization around this PayPal and metal pay was born. And the idea was let's make the PayPal for crypto. I was on the right path because, you know, now in 2022, not only does PayPal have crypto, but they've added it to Venmo. They're, they're completely uh, overhauling their stack to add blockchain and crypto. And it was the right move. So from 2016 to now, uh, the company has grown pretty significantly started with myself, my co-founder who was, uh, Glenn Marion, our CTO, who actually created the original Dogecoin wallet, Doge wallet. And I'm oh, no, sorry, not Doge wallet. That was the first wallet that actually ended up being a scam. The real wallet was uh, dogechain.info. And uh, back in the day uh, before Bitcoin, uh, blockchain.com was actually called blockchain.info. So all the Bitcoiners would go to blockchain.info. And when Dogecoin appeared, we had our dogechain.info. And that was created by Glenn. So uh, I met him while uh, working with a company called Block.io. We hit it off and we started Metal Pay in 2016. Um, flash forward to 2022, the vision was to make something that everybody could use. Uh, everybody could download this app. Everybody could have this crypto experience. And beyond just Bitcoin or just buying and selling, what do these networks enable you to do? NFTs, um, smart contracts, uh, financial transactions. It's not just uh, speculating on crypto. So that was kind of the vision. And, and as we grow, we are uh, pursuing a, uh, a U.S. bank charter, a de novo bank charter. And we really took a different route than a lot of the other startups, because as I started to build this PayPal for crypto, I realized I have to do everything 10 times better than the traditional fintech walking into a Visa or a MasterCard or a bank partner. Because when I mentioned the word Bitcoin, I'm usually kicked out of the room. And I was in the very beginning. Um, as I built a compliance program, as I built a team and brought in executives from Visa and MasterCard and from Bank of America and um, BNY Mellon and, and top financial institutions, we built the right programs and we really built a compliant uh, operating system. 
And that has allowed us to survive and grow. And I think that uh, now what's happening, it's really interesting. The crypto land space, landscape is um, becoming regulated. And, and that is going to completely shift the way that we interact with these things. In one way, it's going to kind of eliminate some of the riskier things that you see out there um, and definitely kill a lot of what I believe to be, you know, scams or just uh, high yield investment, just the reiteration of the high yield investment program. But for crypto or something, I'd like to see that go away. And we're going to see uh, all the top banks integrating crypto this year alone. I think New York Digs bringing on something like 200 banks. So this is becoming a mainstream thing. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.